Welcome to the Influence Factory podcast. This program is dedicated to support professionals who have a desire to develop their digital business influence so they can navigate through a fast-paced, constantly growing digital world. We invite newcomers as well as our family of business influencers to a place to play, share ideas, questions, tips, and guidance with other thought leaders around the globe. Sit back and enjoy our program with your host, Dean Delisle, as he interviews guests. News and commentary are provided by Jackson Delisle and Monica Hacker. Power Move lessons are provided by the Influencer Marketing Department at Social Jack. And production, editing, and distribution is provided by the Social Jack production team. All right, this week's influencer guest, David Fisher, president of Rockstar Consulting. He's also known as D Fish. He's a speaker, coach, author of nine books. Think about it, nine books, including bestseller, hyper-connected selling and networking in the 21st century. Uh, I've known him for quite some time. He's a great business advisor, understands uh, social selling, understands social media, networking, old school and current school and digital school. And uh, it's a pleasure to have him. Come on, David, come on down. Welcome on the show today. What's up, Dean? Good that's, to have a lot you, of, that's a lot of schools I know. I like it. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we've been through a lot of schools, right? <laughs> true true street, that. True street that. school, we call it. Oh, yeah, my. right? <laughs> so we were talking about haikus before the show only because <laughs> you were a slam poetry champion, and I had no idea. And then Monica started saying, oh, there's a bar in Chicago that features – uh, slam poetry. So for those of us that really aren't as familiar with it, what is that? Uh, slam poetry was actually uh, born here in Chicago. Oh. And uh, so for the past, uh, I think it's over 20 years now, it's had a home at the Green Mill Lounge. It was started by a guy named Mark Smith, a poet here in Chicago, who's a great guy. And uh, yeah, for a couple of years, that's where I hung out on Sunday nights. And I actually won once, so that was kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. And so we'll have to uh, have a, a haiku a slam. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Yeah, I put I put out a book of 365 haiku last year, all about Chicago. So oh, there you go. So Alex, you'll have to make note of that. So we'll have to get Alex a copy of that. So there you um, go. And then uh, I didn't realize you also play drums. So we have a lot of drummers on the show, including nice. myself. We had one on last week. Are, nice. you, still, are you still playing? Well, you know, the way I say it, once a drummer, always a drummer, right? Cause there's always something you can, you can, you know, play on. And my wife still yells at me for like, just, you know, drumming beats in the car. You just tapping things out. Unfortunately, my drum set is right now. It's, it's in the basement. It's under some sheets but it will at some point come back. I don't know when. Yes, it will be. Yeah, I can see mine down there, but it's, it's passed through uh, my daughter using it and her friends using it. I think <laughs> Alex has used it, who was on the show today. So it's a, it's a community drum kit. There you uh, go. That is uh, designed for, and there's uh, there's keyboards down there. There's guitars, so it's like a whole. You know, oh, I love it. Yeah, it's a jam studio for whatever you want to do. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, so with that uh, being said, so uh, and then you met your wife salsa dancing, which I think is cool. So, were you in lessons, or was it just like on the dance floor at a club? No, it was just on the dance floor at a club. I'd actually been uh, social dancing, doing swing dancing and salsa dancing for over a decade, and uh, I was taking lessons to really make sure I was, you know, top form and impressing the ladies on the dance floor. But nope, just we, we started dancing one night. And to this day, she's still not sure why she gave me her phone number. But uh, I'm glad she did. <laughs> I, I, her, her official line is you didn't seem as sketchy as the guys usually are. So 
just proof that it's, it's all about context. And so if you want to seem, you know, less sketchy, just hang around really sketchy people. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Now you and I, you and I have talked before about this, that we, you know, we've pretty much been in sales our whole life, you mm -hmm. know, and we've been networkers our whole life. You know, in fact, yep. uh, you've written books about it. I have my new book that I talk about starting in the, um, restaurant business and hospitality mm -hmm. uh what was your first job i'm always wondering about that what's what was your first job you, uh, so my first first job ever was actually as a uh newspaper carrier so i was the morning the milwaukee Same. journal milwaukee journal i was actually shh, don't tell anybody i was illegal for two weeks you had to be 12 i started two weeks before my 12th birthday uh, and actually did that for six years was uh, waking up at 4 a.m. every morning. Isn't that? Yeah. So I did that too, man. I think that is entrepreneurship 101 because, because back then it didn't come fully assembled, right? Oh, you no. had to, yeah. You had to assemble the coupon pages and everything. And there were then, you know, I was talking about somebody the other day. I'm like, yeah, I actually rode my bike in the snow in Milwaukee. You did too. So oh, gosh, like, yeah. yeah, my parents didn't wake up and drive me around. Like I'll see now, you know, there's like, State, cars driving around with their mm -hmm. kids throwing papers out. I'm like, no, 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 no. We, we did whatever we had yeah. to get those papers About out. once a year, my mom would drive me and it was like those mornings where- Monsoon? I, well, no, rain, I got to deal with that. It was those mornings where it was like negative 20. Yeah, right. And she, was, and she was like, I actually fear for you. And I get it. You know, she's probably like, my kid might die out there. But yeah, no, you, I woke up every morning and-, and I thought it was a great experience because not only did you have to be responsible, you put everything together, delivered it. You had to go and do collections every Friday, walk around the neighborhood, you know, collect and, you know, uh, kind of manage a little business. So it was great. Yeah, I had I had to deliver five papers. So I had to not only know the house, but which paper they oh, got. Oh, wow. So okay. we had like the Chicago Daily News back then, the Wall Street Journal, the Chicago Sun-Times, the Tribune, and the Compass, which was- Oh, wow. Like, and you're doing the whole, okay. Yeah. So, and it was like a massive, yeah. So anyway. I wasn't that awake at four in the morning, so I could never do that. <laughs> but I do attribute, uh, so I have to ask this, did you, did you play any kind of sports then growing up? You know, I, I, I played, um, I was a soccer player all through grade school. Um, didn't make the team in high school cause it was a really good team. And I ran cross country for two years. Uh, you've met me, I'm short and I'm wide, so I don't belong running cross country, but I did it for two years. So and you then did wrestling like me then. <laughs> no, I probably should have. Instead I went into the theater department. Oh, and, there you uh, go. So started acting. Cause I was like, you know what? There's girls there. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so, so we know Alex because he went through theater with both, uh, both of my uh, young adults now. So they okay. all, their whole lives went through theater, but I, I have a whole new, whole new respect for theater, man. I thought sports had a lot of practice and stuff, but man, theater is like, woo. It was like um, those rehearsals and the rehearsing at home. It's like nonstop. You know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And every, every day for a couple hours after school and you get closer to, uh, to, to curtain. I mean, I remember the last couple of weeks, it would be literally after school to like eight o'clock. So you go from theater to how do you, you know, how do you become like this, this networking person? And then also where does sales fold into this to be able to even start these nine books? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, so, um, you know, I went to uh, Northwestern uh, down here and I was a history major. So that's definitely not how I got into sales. Um, but uh, it was interesting. My dad just told me, he's like, get a good liberal arts degree, learn how to think, 
you know, you can do, you know, you can do anything when you have like, again, that, that baseline of, of good cognitive skills. So as a history major, uh, and I worked a ton of jobs through school. I was, I worked in the cafeteria, actually delivered the student newspaper, was, was a landscaper, was, um, uh, a waiter did, you know, basically every, you know, college job stereotype. I had that. Right. And, um, did you write a book about that? You should probably, there's probably one in there. Yeah. Right. Uh, but what happened was, uh, I started in sales because I think it was after my junior year of college, saw an ad and, uh, ended up, uh, working for Cutco Cutlery, which, uh, I'm sure a lot of your viewers are familiar with. It's the best knives. And I think I still have my contract with them. So if you want to get some knives, come, just call me. But it was direct in-home sales. Uh, it was not door to door. It was um, only by appointment, but all referrals. And, you know, I went out and uh, my first year I was number six in the company. Wow. So, so I sold a lot of knives. Um, that's for sure. They're great. So no, that's, that's cool. My dad always talked about encyclopedias back in the day. And he's like, you had to make so many appointments, knock on so many doors and have so many meetings to sell X number. Like he was always down about the numbers, right? Yeah. And that really was my dad actually sold world book encyclopedias. So he go. kind of encouraged me when I, when I was going to do this, but yeah, you really learned kind of the, I call it direct sales. Like it's the street ball of sales, yeah. no blood, no foul, right? You right. just, you have to go out there and really engage with somebody um, but looking back, very fortunate, very good sales training, very good sales process. So I really understood the psychology. And I mean, I had a, as a young person, a chance to go and have conversations with, I think about 1500 prospects. Wow. And, uh, 1500 you know, counter. How does that sound? I know Connor's in heavy sales. It's on with yeah. us. So it's like 1500. And you didn't but, have a CRM at the time, right? Oh gosh, no. Oh gosh, no, no, no. Uh, you just would have stacks of, of, of pieces of paper with different notes written on it. Right. But that's, that's where I got my start. And I, I ran the Chicago office uh, after I graduated, uh, trained about 1500, I think 16 to 1700 sales reps interviewed over 10,000 people at, wow. at, cause Chicago is a bit, a lot of college students around here. We were mostly college kids. Um, you know, took that experience, um, worked, uh, for the, uh, company Brinks, um, the security company. I was their sales manager in Chicago for a year. And then it's actually was 14 years ago, started Rockstar Consulting and the, the, where the networking really came in. And so I had the sales background. I had really learned how to run a business because even as a manager um, for Cutco, it was an independent contractor. I was running my own right. show. Um, and when I kind of hung a shingle as a, a business coach and a speaker, I was like, uh, how do you get business? <laughs> I had never been in the marketing side. And I, I, I basically read a book and was like, oh, I should go meet people and network. And that was kind of the beginning. Started going to Chambers of Commerce events, started going to events like Tony P's events. And I mean, not his, he wasn't around yet, but the same concept. And just started not only meeting people, but then I really tried to understand the, um, what networking is. Because I think that a lot of people think networking is just going to a Chamber of Commerce event and that's it. And that I tell you, that's not networking. That's meeting people. And that's great. But it really, you know, I started to kind of for myself and my business development go, how do I build relationships? How do I stay in touch? LinkedIn was very new to the scene there. So I was like, Hey, this is cool. We can bring some digital technology into this. Yeah, right. and That's really, that's really how it happened. It was, um, not a strategic plan. It was a, Hey, I've got to, you know, pay the bills. So how, how can I bring in business? And then just kind of went from there. 
Yeah, and I always think of networking. In fact, I saw a post, um, it was either this morning or yesterday, and somebody goes, if you want to network, um, I'm going to be at this location at my office, let me know and come on by, you know, and I was like, wow, that that is the essence of networking. We're connecting as humans, we're attaching and seeing how we can help each other and then seeing if we have people that we can put together, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and like you, I sort of grew up that was just the way it was. It was like even in high school and, and working in bussing tables in the restaurant, it was like, you know, oh, so-and-so, I need this. Okay, I'll connect you to so, you know, and I just grew up around that. And, I, and I'm still perplexed today at, at the number of people that make it into just being an event. Right, right. Well, and it's interesting, like you, you mentioned the, the, the restaurant. I mean, my parents were both very involved in our community, right? So they're very involved in the church. They were very involved in, um, you know, kind of politics and civic organizations. So we couldn't go anywhere. Like we went to a street festival growing up without my parents knowing everybody. It was right. super obnoxious because like we want to go and they just run into that person they meet. Right. But to, to, I think to your point, like I did see that and I saw that it was two things that were important. One is that it was over time, right? It wasn't just a one thing. It was, right. Hey, let's get together now, but also let's continue this relationship. And I, I learned something early on that sounds so cheesy, but you know, this, I know this, anybody who gets networking knows this walk into situations and just find ways to actually help other people first. Yes. And if you do that over and over and over again, in fact, if that is your perspective on what networking is, the good stuff comes to you. You don't have to ask. You don't have to pester. Um, I mean, you do have to ask, say, hey, could you introduce me to so-and-so? But people are like, yeah, I would love to because you've, you know, I call it networking karma. You've put so much into your network and helping others. I know you're great at this, making those connections. Hey, I was just talking with so-and-so. Hey, you should go reach out to this other person because I think you're working on uh, similar projects or whatever it might be. And that's so important. Well, and I think I think it's 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 about taking time to know enough about what's going on with the other person so that you can be checked in and tuned into that, which I think is a is a hard thing to do today is to and and Connor says net giver um, mentally. Right. And being checked in with that person to the point where like, hey, I was thinking about you and I was in this conversation and thinking about you. Your name didn't come up, but but I thought of you right away for this. and, And you're really in that net giving opportunity, but it's because you're, you're, you're present and you're checked in. How much do you attribute to that? Oh, a a lot, right. You know, Bob Berg's uh, go giver, right. I mean, it's, it's interesting because anybody who's really working on um, building their, their business, they're finding a job, however they're looking at networking, the people that really get it, that they are checking in with people, they are present. they also go in, I mean, this is something that's been important for me throughout my career. Like I have people I'll meet with, let's say two, three, four times a year. We grab coffee, we grab a beer. We, you know, we'll do that. Right. It, we, we don't necessarily go in going, okay, I've got to get business from this. <laughs> right. I've got to do something. It's literally just connect. I mean, how do you build relationships, just human relationships, shared time, shared interest. I mean, that's even, you know, when we think about social media, when we think about LinkedIn, when we think about being an influencer, the biggest thing that I've found um, value in is just the ability to stay in front of people's, uh, you know, stay on their radar. 
And conversely, having them say, I'm my writer, because I'm just, I got a human brain. I'm not going to remember people. But if I see Dean pop up my newsfeed, oh, yeah. And then I just had this conversation yesterday with somebody. Oh, I got to connect those two. Right. You know. Yeah, I like that. And you know what's interesting is is you and I have both written quite a bit about LinkedIn. And um, I, I, I and you probably fell into a little bit of this, too, because then all of a sudden, you know, I became the LinkedIn guy. And I'm like, no, I'm not the LinkedIn guy. I just happen to be leveraging LinkedIn <laughs> to put people together and to get data on people. Because I don't know if you remember um, – back when CRM first came out. Oh, yeah. I, I was a big CRM implementer, you know, globally and, and just got out of the business. But one of the big things is we would continuously build all these fields, custom fields to collect all this data on people. Like, where do they like to go on vacation? What do they love to do? You know, what are their kids' names? You know, and all this stuff. And then, you know, just so we could actually have that as a recall for right. people. And, and one of the things I believe that is the blessing um, and sometimes maybe the curse is that social media now has so much information in it. It's almost like we can, we can be caught up with the person almost before we talk to them if they're active. <laughs> yeah, right? for sure. Oh no, there, there's people who I haven't talked to for years and it's weird when we do like run into each other at an event. They're like, oh, I saw you just spoke, you know, here. Or, hey, congrats on your new book. And you're like, or you did this with your kids or whatever. And then, yeah. No, that. <laughs> well, no, but it, but then, you know, it's funny because I joke about this, but it was like, you know, you know, you get later in life, you attend a few more funerals and some weddings and things like right. that. And I'd, I'd run into family members and then all that time you would normally spend in that window of awkwardness and connecting and not really on a regular basis, just running into family and businesses right. like this too. And now you're like almost know so much about each other. If you're on social media, <laughs> you have an awkward silence of nothing to talk about other than making small talk if there's no intent for the relationship. That's a great point. I mean, one of the things that I have always said, and, and I know you have a very similar approach, is that, for example, LinkedIn for business is, is a tool. It's not a replacement for anything. It's simply, it simply, it does help us stay in touch with people. It helps us get information. And so even when I go into, you know, I run into somebody who I haven't met for a while. Maybe I've seen them on LinkedIn. Maybe I haven't. But to you, what you said earlier, it's still about, let me connect with this person as a person. Yes. And if I have some information that, Let's just kind of cycle up the conversation faster. Great. Um, if I don't have it, that's fine too. Because you never know what people see or what they don't see. You know, these days we never we never know what uh, the algorithm is showing to people. Um, but the trick, and because I've actually seen this very specifically when you talk about like social selling and using digital tools to improve the sales process. Um, you'll actually see salespeople get too wrapped up. Oh, I've got to do this research. I got to find these, you know, the three points and this and that and the other. Yes, data is helpful, but it's still got to be in service to something. In this case, it's got to be in service to building the relationship. So you, there's always that balance, right, of, of not getting too caught up. And I think that some people can see the bright, shiny object. Even the same thing when CRM came along. It's, oh, this is bright and cool. It's a tool. It's a In tool. the end, you got to have this conversation. You got to be able yes. to talk to people. Yeah, and I think you agree with me that there's no easy button or easy app to like speed things along. At, the, at some point, there's efficiencies that can be created uh, and, and, and speed of data, but, but really there's nothing that's going to change the fact that you've got to spend time with people. 100%. Yeah. 100%. I mean, 
an example I often use is if you think about your friends, you know, from uh, whether it's high school or college, you know, the, the people I, so I, college is, is a long, long way in the, the rear view mirror these days, but there's friends that I have from college. I mean, so I graduated in 98. So that's 20 years ago. If I call one of them and ask them for something, I don't have to try to pitch them or sell them. I could be like, Hey, I saw, I know, you know, so-and-so, or I know your husband works with so-and-so hook us up. Right. Done. Right. We've got 20 years of shared um, life together. And, you know, there's a, I'm going to butcher the quote, but one of my favorites is the best time to start is 20 years ago. The second best time to start is right now. Yeah. Right. And so, um, even though it's, it's tough with, especially networking relationship building, there's not that direct, um, payoff, right. And we, we're humans. We like to see that. Hey, if I make a phone call, I want to get business right away. Yeah. But you gotta be like a farmer. You gotta plant a field and then cultivate and water and weed and invest and invest and invest. And then it comes back to you. Yeah. There you go. So, so speaking of LinkedIn, what are some of your favorite things, you know, that you think LinkedIn is useful for, you know, as part of generating building relationships and, and sales? Yeah. So, I think one of the things that um, I really like LinkedIn for is, is kind of touching this idea of relationships. You know, um, there's so many great things you can do with LinkedIn. There's so many different ways you can, can approach it. One of the, the suggestions I make is while you're doing, you know, in creating um, your network as an influencer, for example, yep. one of the things that's, that's so important is to remember that you're still talking to human beings. Because I, I've seen other people do this in the space where they want to like make your profile, for example. And there's just so many great things you can do with your profile with the banner image, with your headshot, your, your uh, headline, somebody, all that you can tell such a great story. But so many people, uh, or not so many, but some make the mistake of thinking, I'm going to make a website like I was a company. <laughs> right. And I want to make sure that there's all the right keywords and everything's, you know, it's perfect. By the way, value in all of that, but you forget that I still have to have a conversation with someone, Yeah. right? Just, just have, you know, the amount of people who go, it's just all about SEO, for example. Um, SEO is an important part, but you're bringing them in, then are you having a conversation? Are you starting? And, and so that's actually what I love about LinkedIn is the opportunity to not only share the story, share the narrative of what I'm doing, but begin conversations. You know, there are people that are in my network that I talk to regularly, I've never met. I was just sharing the story that there's a guy, he's a great author, Ryan Roten, um, does a lot on um, personal branding. Uh, he lives out in Colorado. Uh, I've never met him. We've been friends for about five years. We talk every couple months. I've met his wife because she was in Chicago for business. We had lunch and he's like, but D, I'm, I'm jealous. I've never met you. <laughs> um, but I mean, he's such a cool guy and what a great opportunity to, to meet people beyond just our, our physical geography. Um, and, and just to be able to use it as a way to, to build and, and, and start more relationships than maybe we would, um, have the brain space for right. Without this, this help. Yep. Th that's kind of where I, I see a lot of the, po the power and the value for me, for sure. Do you use uh, LinkedIn navigator at all? 
Oh, uh, sales navigator. Yeah, for sales navigator. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I like that. Well, and the fact is, I'm a I'm a category person, or I put things. You know, I like to put yep. things in piles or folders or whatever. And so, I like the I I I hated that they took the tagging function out of the base function of. I had all Don't those. I had everything organized like perfectly, and that was back when I had like you know 500 connections, and it was like everybody's like in a certain pile, and then they're like, hey, your tags are going away. And then they, you know, so, but now they're a navigator. So those of you looking for a way to organize your data, but mm-hmm. uh, so, um, so if you're in sales, if you're a business person, you like, for data. sure. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot. Navigator is great, especially as you said, for organizing data for, or, I mean, I do use it for, you know, organizing and, and, and doing research on um, potential opportunities for me. Um, and, and it's funny because as a, you know, um, I don't have a, a big sales team. If you are on a sales team with more than one person, it's awesome, right? Because some of the features, the ability to see shared connections and, you know, so, so often we're like, man, how do I reach out to this company and start a conversation? Right. And the person next to you in your office literally might've gone to college with the person you need to reach out to, but you don't know that. Right. Cause you don't sit around just sharing, you know, contact information. Right. Sales Navigator lets you do that. And that's, that's always been one of the, the cool things I loved about it. Yeah. That's uh, that's interesting. Did you see the new feature on LinkedIn where now you can put your skills out there and promote yourself a little more. And, and so I'm trying to figure out LinkedIn, where are you going? I know it's all about data, but mm-hmm. it's just funny. It's like, now where are you going LinkedIn? I even talked to a buddy at LinkedIn and he's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's always funny when you, you, you t- take about uh, three or four people like you or me who've been with LinkedIn from the beginning. See, and man, we could, you can just go through all of the, the curves and the ups and downs and the great features that then went away and the bad features that just kept sticking around. And that, that's why I tell people it is a tool. Use it for whatever you can. Um, but, but don't, don't even, uh, like you, I'm not a LinkedIn guy. I'm a, a guy, I'm a relationship, a networking and sales guy who also can be like, Hey, let's use this really cool tool to help us out. Yeah. And, um, Roger, who's on with us today had, had sent me someone, um, because I'm the LinkedIn guy that needed some LinkedIn help. Right. And I'm you know, I'm like you, I'm like always willing to any, any way I can help yeah. out. And this poor person had, had, two profiles and did a merge on a profile and then lost everything and there was no undoing. And so um, I just want to do a PSA out there. It's like, if you have two profiles and you want to go through a merge, have somebody help you with that yep. because, or go slowly because back it I up. Still, I still can't believe. Yeah. And back it up. Right. So if, if you don't know, you can back up your profile, you can go into settings and do a backup. You can even take a PDF of the important information. Worst case. Yeah, and, for sure. Yeah. And, and, you know, lost all the recommendations. So I was just heartbroken thinking, Oh my gosh, this poor person. But oh, it's, no. it's interesting with all the technology, all the things that they have that LinkedIn has no way to, help recover anything you know it's like sorry dude yeah yeah exactly and uh i've definitely had a couple of those situations over the years and i always just try to remind myself it's it's simply a tool for many of us it's a tool we don't even pay for yeah uh, right so you you've got to 
you, you get what you, Wait, is that why you don't get any customer support? Yeah. <laughs> he, he said, I can't get anyone to call me. I go, I've been with them for 20 years and they don't call me. Yeah. I was like, if you could get, get LinkedIn to call you back, I would be impressed. Like I would want to learn from you. Yeah. Right. Uh, but it's, and, and it's, I think it's really just a tool. And, and I use that word a tool. Yeah, I, li- I like that. Yeah. Because, you know, you do have, whether it's other platforms like, and depending on your business, Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, you, you do have, uh, you know, something that's been really good for me over the years, for example, is I do a regular newsletter, you know, an e-newsletter. So I use, you know, an email platform, which I think is underutilized. I think a lot of um, smaller business people or even salespeople, you could have like your own personal, hey, I'm going to send out every two weeks, just a quick email about with some curated content. Yeah. Um, you know, the idea of writing content, using medium, for example, to share uh, articles that you've written, there's a lot of different things you can do. You just have to make sure you're like looking at, uh, looking at all the options, right? All the opportunities, not just putting all your eggs in one basket. Yeah, Roger, Roger says he tells all of his LOs, it's a tool in your toolbox. <laughs> yep. That's exactly right. Exactly. So, so what's your thought on, um, on keeping up with, uh, with all the social media platforms, you know, because, you know, there's uh, so which ones are you on most? Good question. And I will say, you know, this is <laughs> in this order, is, I guess you list them in order. Yeah, right? Absolutely. Um, so as I mentioned, I, I, I do have a very active blog and, you know, I, I write articles very, you know, very regularly. So, you know, that's that, even though not social media, that's still a platform and I'm yep. sharing from that, content, right? Uh, sharing content. Um, I would say number one, absolutely is LinkedIn because, you know, my audience, the people I want to influence are business owners, our salespeople, our professionals. So that's where I spend a good majority of my time. Uh, I use uh, YouTube to actually create uh, video content um, and share that. So that's probably number two. Uh, I use Twitter. I've got a, a pretty solid um, network there, but it's that it's been, it can be messy. It's very good. I think to talk to my other friends who like Twitter, right. And, and there's definitely people in my network who that's their preferred place. Um, I think if you spend too much on Twitter, you're just going to end up hating the world and your life. So it's, <laughs> The, the, I look at it I, for me. I look at it like um, it's a it's a news source for me. Like from a hashtag perspective, I follow a lot of events and a lot of conferences. Yep. Want to stay in touch with people, so I, I actually use TweetDeck, and I and I don't tweet as near as often as I used to. Yep. But as an, as an inbound piece for me, it's really good to go. Oh, so and so is doing this, or this conference is starting to keep you know starting to heat up. You know things like that. And that's it's a good point. Um, you don't have to use all of these platforms the same. So for like Twitter, it's very similar for me where it's a listening platform. All of my tweeting, not all, but a good majority is in some way automated around content, but the listening I've got, I said like maybe 10 or 15 people who do, and I want to stay up to date. Yeah. When the conferences hit, that's definitely a a big thing. So conference season is always busy on Twitter. Uh, I have an account on Instagram, not my jam. (laughs) Um, that's about it. My jam. That's almost a haiku. Yeah. Right. I, 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 I could, I could spend time. I don't want to finish it. No No pressure. Instagram, not my, no. (laughs) Um, yeah. And then, and then Facebook, uh, I'm on for, uh, I, I go on once a day. 
Uh, it's very much mostly just kind of personal, a little professional. Yeah, I, I don't really post except for stuff I've written. Um, that works for me. Uh, one thing I do tell people, if you try to, there's no right or wrong about what platform, from, from my perspective, on what platform you should be on. It should be where the people you want to influence are, but also don't try to do all of them. Yeah. Right. Like pick one or two and be like, this is where I'm going to spend time. This is where I'm going to engage and either just literally don't be on those other platforms. Or, you know, I learned a, a trick from, I think some of you know as well, Andy Crestedina. He's like, yep. if you don't want to be on uh, Twitter, for example, have a Twitter account, have one tweet. I'm not here very much. Go find me on LinkedIn. <laughs> so that you're, you're not a ghost, but you're also just telling people. to the top and leave. I'll that's be back literally in the fall. <laughs> Yeah, literally just, just pin it there. Because then, so if somebody searches you, right? Because if they search you and they can't find you, then you're a ghost. There's some credibility issues. But if like, oh, I found Dean I like and it. his like one it. tweet is, yeah, I'm never here. So if you want to talk to me, like if you try to DM me here, I'm not going to respond because I'm never here. Yeah. Right. Same thing with Instagram. Hey, uh, you know, I'm not here much. Go, go to this other place where I am. Right. That's cool. That's cool. Okay. Getting back to sales for a little bit. So, you mm -hmm. know, we have a lot of say, people that are in sales and some, some as long of us, some, some are new, uh, listening in. So, uh, in the world of sales, you've written a lot of sales books and mm -hmm. networking books. So what are, what are maybe some of your top, uh, key, tips for people in terms of uh, they're just looking to maybe it, it's maybe it's something we know already we've just forgotten but some of your key sales tips about just maybe how to uh, kick things up a notch or, or do something new yeah uh, okay so how many hours do we have yeah right I'm giving <laughs> right. you five minutes yeah, yeah thanks, thanks yeah thanks <laughs> thanks for just a little framing little, it up yeah little, I said three you could pick two if you yeah. want or one. No, so the, the first thing I, I would say is that um, the idea, and it depends a little bit on industry and, and right. your, your sales cycle, but I think the idea of having more than one channel to get to a prospect or a customer is becoming more and more important. Yeah. So the first thing I would say to, to a salesperson is to really examine your cadence of reaching out to people and, and really kind of creating a, first of all, creating a system and I'll be, uh, idea number two, but look in and go, Hey, do I have a phone call and then an email? And then I'm going to engage in a meaningful way on LinkedIn. And then it's another call, you know, stretch that out obviously over a little bit of time, but realizing that people are fragmented as far as where their attention is. So if all you're doing is calling or all you're doing is emailing or all you're doing is using LinkedIn, you're going to struggle if you don't have again, that, that variety, you know, having an omni channel approach. The second thing I, I tell the salespeople all the time, no matter what kind of sales you're doing, what, no matter what you're trying to do in your sales career, systems and structure are so important. Yeah. Um, both in terms of what your outreach is, how you talk to prospects and clients, how you present your offerings, how you, how you close, all the way to how you manage your time, right? Um, you know, I see this from salespeople all the time where they're just being reactive, right? I'm going to try to set up as many demos as I can. And then in the time around that, I'm just going to make, you know, calls and send emails. Right. It's a mess. Um, and you're not efficient. You're not effective. So even just the uh, idea of saying, Hey, I'm going to do this, uh, you know, phone calls, you know, and this time I'm going to set my demos for this time. <laughs> I'm just I laughing because Roger, Roger typed in salespeople have the attention of a gnat on crack. <laughs> 
I, I, uh, the, the <laughs> phrase I use for myself is, uh, I have a shorter attention span than a, uh, ferret on amphetamines. Um, <laughs> I think that's relatable. <laughs> yeah. But, so, but that's actually the exact point. So if I know, um, you know, and I came from sales, there's a reason why I'm, I'm, I'm not going to sit down and do something for four hours straight. But if I know that I need to give myself a structure to work in. Yes. So like people ask me all the time, how I, you know, how I wrote nine books, I write a half hour a day. And these days I can kind of do that without, it's not that hard, as hard as when I started, but I had the timer not to tell me to stop, but to tell me I couldn't stop until the timer went off. Ah, okay. Right. So I was making myself pay attention for that half hour. Same thing. If you're like, okay, I'm going to make outbound calls for what, you know, two half hour chunks, put the, you give yourself that structure because Again, salespeople, it's a broad brushstroke, but it's pretty accurate where squirrel, squirrel, what's going on? And if you're just reactive, you're going to, every good salesperson I've met has a process they follow. Yeah, it's, it's exactly what we do with the 20 minutes a day. We're like, boom, set the timer yep. and, and do it in five minute chunks. And then you, this is your outcome per five minutes. So at least you have the intention uh, of generating outcome. Yeah. yeah. And, and the other thing I was going to say, so I guess my third tip was very specifically around using digital communication in the sales process Right. is it's, yeah, it's not about just like having Twitter and LinkedIn stuff open all day, but going, okay, every day, I love that the 20 minutes, right? I'm going to do this research. I'm going to do this search. I'm going to post this piece of content. I'm going to engage with three other posts from my network. Like, and I'm going to do that ding. Then I'm going to go into my day. But, you know, even if you just set a reminder to engage with three pieces of content from your network, right. from the people you want to influence, your prospects, your customers, your colleagues, your peers, that's 15 engagements in a week. That's yeah. 60 in a month. Like, that's powerful. Um, but just have that, that system in place. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Um, thinking about uh, favorite uh, tools that you use out there as part of your business, you know, mm -hmm. toolkit besides LinkedIn, uh, what are some other pieces of software tools that you find useful? Oh my gosh. Yeah. The, it, it's amazing what, what you can do. I don't know how people ran businesses. Before. How many apps do we have on our phone? <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, you know, I try to keep it pretty simple. Um, you know, I definitely use LinkedIn. I, I, I use WordPress uh, for my blog. I, I'm actually, for, if you're a, like a small business owner, learning the basics of WordPress can make your life so much easier. Um, and then, you know, around web design, cause you can, create things quickly. You can fail fast. Um, but you know, so I use that for, for my web platforms and my, my writing. Uh, I'm a big fan of, of LinkedIn, uh, and Twitter, as we mentioned, zoom has been awesome. I, I mean, I know we're on it. Um, but one thing that I think people don't, um, take advantage of enough is, uh, video calls, right? If I just have to, maybe, maybe a prospect, but definitely like networking. I have virtual coffees a lot now. Oh yeah. Now we've, I, we've got a young, young kid, so I don't have the chance to, to go out and just have coffee whenever I want, but I can definitely, this is more powerful. I'm engaging, you know, a lot more of, uh, my conversational partner senses than just hearing if we were on the phone. So investing in a decent camera, a decent light and microphone, it's 80 bucks, a hundred bucks all told you sound better. You have much better conversations. That's really powerful. Um, and then, you know, I use, I use MailChimp for my newsletters, which I mentioned. There's a number of good platforms, but that one's an easy one for me, relatively inexpensive. Um, yeah. And it's so as soon as you kind of put those things together and boom, you've got a, you've got a business and that's, yeah, it's, that's, it's, so that's what I'm using. 
That's pretty cool. And then you mentioned our, our mutual friend, Andy Crestedino, who, uh, who I think is quoted on this show at least uh, once a month. Um, <laughs> he should be. <laughs> he says, I take stuff from other people. Take my stuff. That's what he always tells mm-hmm. me. <laughs> we're, we're in the borrowing uh, you know, uh, sense of our um, industry, I guess. But, sure. Uh, but uh, in that, so who else do you, uh, who else do you like to read? You know, who else uh, do you get content from out there that you like? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, so a lot of my actual reading, this is going to sound like a cop-out, is books. I mean, I'm a book guy. Um, just because, uh, you know, I think, I think, and, and you, I mean, we're both authors, we know, it. like it takes time and energy and effort and you make sure it's like the right stuff. Yeah. So like I'm reading range, which is great. David Epstein, highly recommend. Um, humans are underrated. I think all of us should read that. That's, um, Oh, Colbert. I always forget authors' names, which is ironic. Um, but there's just so many great books out there. You know, as far as, uh, I mean, I love Andy Crescentina for online content. Jeannie Dietrich, who runs Spin Sucks, is another Chicago person, yep. a friend of mine. Her content's fantastic. Um, you know, this is just a very random, but I saw him on LinkedIn today, so I'm remi- reminded of him. Uh, there's a guy named Daniel Crouch out of Texas who uh, if any of you want to get better at video, especially video for sales, um, he, he's very generous and he's got great material on how to use video, both cool. uh, in prospecting and in just um, content creation. So I pay attention to his stuff a lot. Um, and I, I guess, so I guess those are some of the big ones. My, uh, I mentioned uh, Ryan Roden before yeah, right. who's a great personal branding guy. So I, I steal a lot of his stuff <laughs> for sure. Uh, but those are a couple that are kind of top of mind. You know, I, I also will definitely be the person who not often, but probably once or twice a week, I'm doing that scroll through the newsfeed. Right. And I'm, I'm kind of purposely looking for just random stuff. Like I'm like, Hey, help me make some connections. Let me see what's going on in other industries. And uh, you'll always find, I wouldn't say do that for hours a day, but 15 minutes on a train, that can be really useful. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Well, uh, I appreciate you being on the show with us. We always, I always love learning from you. And it's like, you know, it's like, I feel like we're, we're, we're in the same industry, but it's almost like we don't get to see each other enough. So we're going to have to make a point to have another one of those uh, meet at rivers and have another uh, Absolutely. sit down for no particular reason other than we're at rivers. Um, yeah, absolutely. So we're going to, we have a couple engagement with winners with us today or people that are on the show that we always like to give some prizes to and set some context behind that. But before we do that, let's get uh, Alex and uh, Monica back on just to see what they picked up from, from this episode for themselves. So Alex, what do you think? What'd you get from this? Hello. Uh, I wrote a haiku about it. So <laughs> did you? Yeah. So you did not. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so I love I it. Go. Networking karma, reach out. So people reach out. Insta's not Dave's jam. i really like what you said about networking karma i've related a lot to it and i think that um i think that uh i think it's so true you talked about how seo is not people always talk about seo it's the the top you know that's the most important thing to focus on Mm -hmm. when in reality you could have the one of the a a great seo but you're not you're not connecting to anybody you're not talking to anybody that's where people make mistakes i think so I agree. Right on. 
Good catch. Love, good catch. love the haiku, by the way. <laughs> you, got a, you got a career in front of you. And, 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 you know, I'm not joking. Let me see if I got one of them. Oh, here we go. See, there's a whole book of haiku. There you go. There you go. <laughs> awesome. Erica, what's your, your haiku? Uh, TBD. No, no, no pressure. TBD. What'd you get from this? Uh, what I found really interesting was uh, when um, you were talking about when you first started uh, developing your uh, consulting business, um, how important networking was. And I really, um, that's kind of how I met Dean and how I found my job, you know. Um, I really, uh, put myself out there and started building relationships and attending a lot of these networking events. And I find it extremely beneficial. And I tell all my friends, anyone I come across that networking is key. It, you find leads, you build relationships and you really just need to put your put yourself out there and you can find a great opportunity. And that's how I found social Jack. No. Yeah, yeah, it was interesting. I was, I was like, you know, not too many can people can book an appointment with me, but Monica, I think we had met actually twice, and then you were just like, I want to sit down with you, and I, and I was like, you know, and then, and, but it was like I was really fascinated about your story. I learned stuff from you, you know, just your time in New York working with influencers, and I just saw some good stuff back and forth, and I didn't know you were actually going to wind up here. I was actually going to help you find something, and then I'm like, you know, opportunity presents itself. So exactly. Nice. I love it. That's how it works. It's, it's never a straight path, but you always end up where you're supposed to. Yeah, exactly. right. And um, we have a couple of winners today. So, uh, so this is uh, what we do, uh, David. I don't know if you remember this, but we give out these Starbucks gift cards, but it's the intent for everyone in our audience to share, share something that they learn that matters to them with somebody that they care about. And then the, the winners get to do that over a Starbucks coffee, but they do have to, you know, uh, talk about what they learned from you and, nice. and from the program just so that they can pass it on. Right. So that net giver uh, keeps going. So uh, in terms of uh, today's winners, uh, we have um, uh, Kim Powell. Congratulations. And then we also have Connor McCann. Congratulations. Winner of uh, uh, <laughs> gift card. And then our Facebook winner is our longtime friend, uh, Rick Gosser, who's on Facebook. So uh, thank you, uh, everyone, for checking in. And Hopefully you learn something. And again, you know, what's interesting is some of these things, you know, and I mentioned this is that you hear, you've, you've heard some of it before, uh, but, but it's a reminder for us to, that there's important things to, to just connect with each other and be with each other and appreciate the human factor of being mm -hmm. together, you know, and mm -hmm. I think that's important. And I think it's missed out a lot with all this technology that we have, so. Yep. All right, David, loved having you on. Thank you for being on. And uh, don't forget, folks, uh, if you want to uh, connect to David, we're going to list all of these websites and his uh, LinkedIn, maybe not his Twitter. No, we'll put his Twitter in there. His LinkedIn account. <laughs> Instagram account. Yeah, yeah the, Instagram, the Insta account. Uh, no Insta, as Alex would say. <laughs> but David, uh, David, uh, davidjpfisher.com, right? Do we have that yep. right? Okay, so we'll send all that out to everybody. Uh, please make sure you read his books. It's amazing stuff and follow his blog. So David, thank you for being a huge content creator and influencer uh, out there of ours and now for the rest of the world. So, All right, I love it as always, Dean. It's always a pleasure. <laughs> all right, man, we'll see you online and take care, everybody. We'll see you on the next show. Bye, guys. Bye. 
Thank you for listening to the Influence Factory podcast. We welcome feedback and suggestions. You can provide these by visiting our website at www.myinfluencefactory.com. And if you are interested in Social Jack's 90 Days to Influence program, you can simply go to 90daystobusinessinfluence.com and simply ask for the next steps. While our program airs regularly on Zoom webcasts and Facebook Live on Wednesdays at noon central, we invite you to download episodes on your favorite channel, YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spreaker, SoundCloud, and who knows where else in the future. We will also provide occasional on-location live streams with special guests that we will announce in our community Facebook group, Business Influencer Alliance, as well as on all Social Jack channels. Our mission is to help you build your digital business influence with this podcast, as well as inspire, educate, and entertain those who are hungry to collaborate in a cool place with cool business professionals just like you.